Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you have been outside on this glorious day and you'll have a chance to get back out. And it's a, I appreciate the sacrifice of coming in for this time. So as your reward, no promises about the meditation, but another reward that you might have in your minds, but just in case, it's a beauty alert. Uh, As you might have been aware in the last uh, two or three nights, uh, the crescent moon has been appearing in the sky to the west that away just after sunset. It was the merest sliver a couple of days ago and a little bigger. And Venus, the planet Venus, is the incredibly bright celestial object. It's the second brightest object in the night sky after the moon. And tonight they will be quite uh, close together. They were pretty good last night. I think the moon will probably pass it by a bit, but it looks like it's going to be clear. And uh, it's getting dark. Well, it's getting dark at the same time, but we think it's earlier. (laughs) Because of our funny relationship to these devices that we use to time, time things so that we can show up at the same time as others. So, uh, have a look. It will be a glorious sight, I think. This uh, behind me, and I hope I'm not blocking it too badly, we, the new Buddha statue, we call it a rupa. Rupa means um, a material form, all kinds of materiality. This repre- stylized representation symbolizing the Buddha has an interesting posture with the hands. So we often, the teachers and others, those some of you will place the hands in what we call the Anjali Mudra. And it's uh, you know, like a prayer posture when we place it in front of the heart. And it's Anjali means respect, and we may bow or gesture to another out of respect with this. This one is a little more stylized, but sometimes it's shown with the hands, the fingertips touching in a space like that, or in this case, it's quite a large space. It's almost a heart. But this mudra is called the Manidara Mudra. And it is said that the uh, figure, the representation here, is um, an embodiment. That mudra is associated with Avalokiteshvara, and it is, who is the bodhisattva of... Um, kind of archetypal embodiment of compassion, the compassion of all Buddhas, all Buddhas past, present, and future. And it is said that this, the reason it's open is to hold a uh, special wish-fulfilling jewel, the jewel that enables, uh, that helps to spread and, and uh, pervade the wish that all beings be free of suffering, free of the causes of suffering. And the jewel is so fine that it's transparent and cannot be seen with the everyday eye. And so it looks like that space is empty, but it just looks like it's empty. 
And to me, there's something so beautiful in this sense of this embodiment of compassion and, and this uh, jewel that helps to spread and pervade the all-encompassing world with the quality of compassion. That beings be free of suffering, free of the causes of suffering. And to me, it's also this, this sense of represented by an empty space in a way. There's something about the union of love and wisdom and emptiness there in a very uh, kind of direct a way that, that goes in, not so much through words and ideas. The great Indian uh, yogi and teacher Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, maybe some of you have heard or read a beautiful book called I Am That. Uh, Sri Nisargadatta once said this, wisdom tells me I am nothing, love tells me I am everything. Between the two, my life flows. Wisdom tells me I am nothing, Love tells me I am everything. Between the two, my life flows. Beautiful poetic sense there, but this this sense of wisdom telling me I am nothing, it's not some kind of emptiness of that's bleak and and sort of dissolved or something, but it's a to me it's like there's a there's a clear open space there where a jewel can be held and so it to me it points to this unrestricted spaciousness emptiness of heart and mind where there are no no separation of self and other those distinctions are not made there there's no center or periphery no internal no external nothing is excluded no boundaries And so in that kind of emptiness, where you could say one is nothing, one is then everything because there are no barriers to the expression of love, of care, of compassion. Nothing can get in the way within that open space. And so if, we, if wisdom tells me I'm nothing, then being nothing in this way, we are inevitably, essentially everything. In the back of the hall here and out in the walking room on the way in, there are these uh, beautiful statues, rupas, of Kuan Yin, also another manifestation uh, of the energy, you could say, of Avalokiteshvara, Guan Yin is said to be a specialist in hearing, hearing the sounds of the world, hearing the cries of suffering, all of them, and holding them. And this uh, statue, and I think maybe both of the other two, I have to remember, at least one of them, that's a beautiful pose. It's called the uh, pose of um, royal ease. And that's said that that pose is, um, there's a kind of enlightened activity there 
with his, is this uh, totally at ease and this active expression of uh, compassion, unconditional compassion and love. So you might visit those images. They're worthy of respect. Sometimes when I come in or out, I pause and, and bow and say the words, may all beings be free of suffering and free of the causes of suffering. Bring those kinds of words into the heart. You have your own words or no words. And the Buddha is said to have been moved to teach out of compassion. Sometimes it's called his Maha Karuna, great Karuna. Karuna is the Pali word that we translate as compassion in the same way that we translate metta as goodwill or loving kindness. Karuna, compassion. And it's said that uh, after his awakening, the Buddha surveyed the world with this broad vision and he saw beings trying to be happy and doing the very things that caused them to suffer. Seeking happiness, but seeking it with the wrong strategy through trying to hold on to that which cannot be held on, which we can't hold on to. And it's said that with seeing this, and being persuaded by a Brahma god, he decided, well, okay, I'll give it a chance. I'll try teaching. Because at first he didn't want to. He thought it would just be vexing. He said, no one's going to get it. It's, it's, too, it's too, uh, too hard to point in this direction. But then he did try, and lucky for us. And so I want to say just a few words. I think one of my colleagues may be giving a talk on, just on compassion, on this quality, this Brahma Vihara, this divine abiding. It's the second of the Brahma Viharas. And it's when we turn the quality of metta, when we tune it to suffering. So it's that same quality. They're very, very close. And even some of the phrases and words we might use. So the classical phrases for metta are, may you be free from physical suffering, may you be free from mental suffering, which is very much a compassion phrase. So they, they're very closely intertwined. But metta is this pure offering of goodwill. May you be happy. And Compassion Karuna has this direction, has its radar out for uh, suffering. And it's the movement of heart that would alleviate that suffering, if at all possible, if there were anything to be done. So it's this ability to actually open to the suffering in our own mind and heart, in the world around us, to connect with it, bear witness with it, from a place of empathy courage and possibly even joy because it's a strong and beautiful uh, uh, courageous heart the heart of compassion sometimes we think it would mean if we open to really open to suffering our heart would break but our heart will not ever break with compassion because it is so strong 
such a brave quality. So it allows us to do that without falling into uh, pity, which is said to be the near enemy, the, the heart, the mind that, that feels sorry for another. And it resembles it because the heart is moved and there's some connection, but it keeps, it keeps suffering at a distance. Poor you over there at a distance. But compassion doesn't fall into pity or into despair and overwhelm or rage against suffering. It's, it's able to show up for it. Sharon Salzberg, who's a, kind of a specialist in Brahma Viharas and the practice, equates uh, this uh, word karuna with uh, a kind of trembling of the heart in response to suffering our own or another and wishes to alleviate it. And sometimes there's something we can do. And sometimes there's nothing we can do except not turn away, not abandon ourselves or another. Sometimes all we can do is stay and be there. And maybe we've all had that kind of experience. And so we, we have to acknowledge that it's a reality and open to it. These are kind of the two steps we, we acknowledge that suffering does exist. It's not all there is to life, but in all beings at all times, large ways, large and small, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's painful. And it's just a reflection of the truth of things, the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. This comes with a life. And then acknowledging it and then actually opening to it. And so when we cultivate these Brahma Viharas, we are cultivating at the same time the heart of, of equanimity, of Upekka, which is the fourth of them, because um, it has to come along in order for us to stay in a balanced place when we open to suffering, for example, or even opening to joy, so that it can stay in a more um, full and pure way. It can uh, unfold. And so uh, I want to offer a bit of a guided meditation on compassion. So I'd like to invite you to adjust your posture in any way that allows you to feel more comfort. If you're sitting on the floor, there are some empty chairs and you're welcome to take one. Maybe your knees are out of compassion. Your knees say, please, please move to a chair. And if there's an empty chair and someone's things on it, if you're careful, I think you could move them off and just very carefully put them back. And if you don't want to actually change to a a different place, (laughs) just do anything that allows the body to feel relaxed and at ease. Prop up a leg or Stretch your back for a moment.
maybe someone would help adjust the shade over here um, so that the sun is not gleaming in in the second or third window. If, I think if you pull it over to the left, yes. I think the others are probably okay. But if it is blasting in, <laughs> is there a way to turn the, yeah. And it would be helpful to close the next one back. Is that, that's coming in on someone else. Just for now, if we can remember to open them up. Thank you. Ah, we love the sun, but too much of a good thing. Thank you. A little more adjusting. There we go. Somehow in all of the beautiful renovations and fixings up and good things done to this hall, I think those blinds are at least, I don't know, but I've been coming here for a long time and they look like the same ones that are at least 30 years old. So, uh, They're doing their best. (laughs) So uh, finding a comfortable posture. And for now, as we begin, just allow yourself to be exactly who and as you are right now. So we'll start from a place where you're, you're not doing anything but just relaxing. You might notice the mind is awake or sleepy or whatever. You're not trying to fix it or change it. You may feel like you're glad to be here. You may wish you had just stayed outside. It's okay. You are here now. And just tell yourself it's like this and it's okay. There's nothing I have to do at the moment. Nothing I have to work on or try to focus on. Just I'm a living being, not a doing being. So, kind of a place of utter simplicity and as much ease as you can find. And if there are sore places, tension or soreness in the body, 
and you can't really do anything to adjust your posture, then just bring this gentle wish of of metta, of kindness and of compassion. Just touch that part of the body gently with the wish that it be at ease. Invite it to relax if possible. And do be sure and give yourself permission to adjust your posture at any point in the next time of this uh, period of sitting. And the way I will guide this is a bit more of a receptive practice. mostly receiving compassion, but we'll also offer it. It'll be receiving and sending. So an invitation, only if you feel interested or would like to try it or have tried in the past and it's been of interest or use, you can place your fingertips or hand in the area we call the heart center at the base of the sternum. Very gently. Or maybe just take a breath or two into this part of the body. Not looking for trying to create some special sensation, just this gentle touch there. There's a very tender spot there at the lower bottom base of the sternum, the breast bone. And you can make a gentle invitation, maybe with some words or maybe without, for any beings in your life who you might think of as very dear friends or even maybe benefactors, beings who have been very kind and supportive of you in your life. Maybe long ago when you were young, perhaps a relative if we're lucky, a very dear friend, but someone where it's a very simple, uncomplicated relationship and your sense that this being, or maybe more than one of them, just cares for you, wishes you well. They don't ask for anything in return. They're not making any demands on you whatsoever. And you know that they would wish you to be free of suffering in any form that it might show up in your life. They can see your goodness so easily because their goodness sees your goodness. It resonates with that and they wish you to be at ease.
And if no one shows up in this way, it's all right. And we can also invite kind of more archetypal beings. And the images or feelings might just come and go. They're not necessarily going to stay there. And don't work hard at keeping up an image or a feeling. But maybe maybe this Buddha statue represents the Mahakaruna of the Buddha or the Guanyin statues. Or maybe a great teacher we've heard of, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, is said to be an embodiment of Avalokiteshvara, an embodiment of the Bodhisattva of compassion. And he has such a beautiful smile. And if you've ever had the great uh, fortune to meet His Holiness, he treats everyone he meets as though they're the dearest of friends. He looks in your eyes and he will hold your hand so gently and bless you with genuine care. Or maybe uh, the great teacher Deepama, maybe you never had the chance to meet Deepama, but you've heard stories or seen a photograph. A great teacher, a teacher of many of the teachers who founded this place. And she just seemed to embody metta and karuna. Or great teachers, sages, visionaries from other traditions, if they come into your heart. Perhaps you have a teacher who embodies love for you. And maybe there's just, maybe it's uh, an animal who's very dear to you and you just feel the love is just there. And it's simple, simple. Maybe you have an animal who lives with you that we might, so we would call a pet. Or one we saw on my way over, I saw a bunny, a rabbit in the woods. And the squirrels and chipmunks are out today. And maybe when you think of them, there's love there and you can have them join. Join this group. Or beautiful trees or the earth itself or the all-encompassing sky, the heavens, anything that feels like it connects with this quality of just connection and maybe elicits some feeling of love and well-wishing in your heart. And this being or these beings, they're sending you love in the form today of compassion because they know how hard life is sometimes. They've had their own share of suffering. They have lost loved ones. 
They have had pain in the body and pain in the mind. They've struggled. They know these things and so they wish you to be free of them, free of suffering, free of any cause of suffering that might come. And they're sending this and it comes in the form of just a gentle radiance. It just flows out like light, like a warm breeze on a cool day, like a very gentle rain. And you can just let it wash over and through you and touch every part of your body and mind and heart. You don't have to work at it. Just let it wash over you. Perhaps they're using words to speak to you. I care about you. I'll stay with you when it's hard. May you be free of all your troubles and worries, free of pain and sorrow. Maybe it's just this gentle radiation bathing all parts of you. And it's pure and easeful. Sense into, feel into any places of tension or pain in the body as we did before. Touch those again. Maybe you have tension in your neck and shoulders. Maybe there's that ache in your hip that's just there in the background. Maybe it's just a sense sense of holding somewhere that maybe isn't painful, but it's a tightness. It just won't seem to release. These kinds of tensions, physical stresses and strains, they just come with the body. And as maybe some of us have noticed when we get older, new ones are showing up daily, it seems.
And you used to be able to sit on the floor cross-legged for hours. And you did sit cross-legged on the floor for hours, maybe a few too many hours. And now you sit in a chair. And these benefactors and these other great beings, they had bodies. They have them now, some of them. Some of them had them. Maybe they're no longer in the physical body. But they know what it's like when the body hurts. They know very directly that this is a kind of suffering. Maybe suffering sometimes will seem like too strong a word, but it is a pain. It brings us suffering and tension, stress and struggle. And they wish you to be free of this. And they're sending this energy of love towards you like light, like a gentle, soft breeze. And it just washes over and through and it touches those areas of tightness and tension. It touches those painful spots. And it's soothing and easing, even if the pain still stays there. It's like a balm that brings some warmth. And just let this wash over and through you and just let it go as it flows out across this room and across all the world. And more comes. There's no end to it because they always wish you to be free of suffering, free of pain and sorrow and worry, to be at ease in the physical body. Now you can just listen to these words, or if you wish, you can gently bring to mind anxieties about just basic survival that sometimes come. We've all had a lot of concern and confusion and uncertainty because of this pandemic. We're all wearing a mask in this room. And we've been living with this, and it's been very confusing at times. First we were told masks don't do any good, then masks were the thing, and 
confusion about vaccinations and how the how the COVID virus transmits, new ones coming. And we've adapted and we're coming together in a group for the first time, perhaps in a long time. And that sometimes is hard just to even, we long for community and we are not so easy also at the same time. And these beings, these benefactors, dear, dear friends, dear relations, these archetypal beings, these manifestations of care and compassion, they know what this is like. And they're sending you the wish for your ease from these kinds of worries about your health and safety and how you're going to make it through these difficult times. And they're just sending you this wish for your ease, your freedom from suffering in relation to these kinds of fears and worries that come to all of us at times. Maybe you even picture them, they're wearing a mask like you are. We should put a mask on this Buddha statue. (laughs) Buddha would wear a mask out of solidarity. To be one with us. And so they're, they know how hard it is, how much you'd rather not have that mask on. And it's not a big thing. Maybe we wouldn't call it suffering, but it is a source of stress and struggle. And they care. And they are just saying to you, I care about you. May you be free of stress and worry, free of anxieties and fears and concerns about your health and safety and survival in these troubled times and your worries about your loved ones and family members and dear friends. Just let that wish wash over and through you. Let it soak into every part of you, every cell. Let it bathe every cell in the body, every part of the mind and heart. And at any time if you feel the connection and you have a benefactor who's in your life or some other being and there's this uh, energy that you send that back to them, then it can be a receiving and sending, very nice cycle or circle. You wish them to be at ease. 
May you be happy and safe and free of trouble. I care about your pain. I wish you to be free of suffering, free of the causes of suffering. Let this energy into every part of you. Let it swirl around and fill you and then radiate it back out. And you can let it wash over your neighbors here in the hall also. And all the other beings here at IMS. Many of us have duties and responsibilities and obligations. We need to earn a living to support others. We have perhaps children or elderly parents who depend on us or other relatives, people in our lives who are counting on us in some way. We have worries about our finances and our employment. Will we be able to meet our obligations and responsibilities? And even though maybe these things feel okay or we gladly do what we need to, there are times when it's still a weight and a a source of stress and strain when we might wish we were free of it. And our benefactors care and they know what it's like to feel these things. They've had their own experience with feeling the what feels occasionally like a weight of responsibility and duty and obligation. And they have risen up to it, but they have felt that some tiredness, some weariness at times. And they wish that you be free of stress and struggle. That you be able to Rest easy with these demands on your time and energy. And these come to all beings at times. Caring animals, caring for their young. And just let the energy of care and compassion the wish that you be free of 
suffering, free of the causes of stress and struggle. Just let that wash over and through you like a gentle radiance touching every part of you. It fills you and it moves and swirls around and then it radiates out and you pass it along and more comes in and you pass that along. Like a gentle breeze, like light. Sometimes we have fears and worries about what others think of us. Sometimes on a retreat like this, this can get very strong. We compare ourselves and we feel that others looking at us with judgment. Or we think that if we compare ourselves and we're We're falling short somehow. All these other people are sitting like the Buddha and we just have this restless mind and uncomfortable body and and there's pain in the heart and we're not being fair to ourselves. But it's so easy to get caught in the mind that compares in the worries of fears, ways that we feel that we're not good enough, that there's something wrong with us. Sense into what it's like to feel these things, to judge yourself as flawed or somehow lacking, somehow not okay. You have to fix yourself. these sometimes cruel thoughts that come into the mind and heart. And these benefactors and of both kinds, of all kinds, they care about this. They love you. They don't judge you. They only see 
goodness when they look at you. Because their goodness can see your goodness. And they wish you to be free of the fears and worries that come when we compare ourselves with others or when we feel that others are judging us or we judge ourselves as being unworthy or unlovable or feel that there's something wrong with us. And they're just sending you the wish that you'd be free of suffering, free of these worries and fears. And that's coming towards you like light, like a gentle bath, like a warm breeze. And it's just rippling out and it's touching every part of you. And washing over and through you. Opening to any other feelings of loneliness or sadness, feelings of being incomplete, anger, fears for loved ones, anything that might come into your mind that is a source of anxiety or worry or stress. All of us feel these things at times. And your benefactor or benefactors and all these great beings, they just wish you to be free of suffering, free of fear and worry. They're reassuring you that they won't abandon you that they'll always love you and always care. And they're just letting that energy flow towards you, maybe coming from an image of them with a smile or just a feeling, or maybe it's flowing out of the emptiness of the wish-fulfilling jewel that full emptiness and it washes over and through you like light, like a soft breeze, caressing, bathing, soothing every part of your being.
And now for the last few minutes of this <clears throat> period of meditation, if you haven't already done so, just let go of any images, not pushing them away, just not working at finding or feeling or creating them. Let go of any words. Letting anything that feels like a practice fall away. Anything that feels like something you're doing or trying to do. deep breath if you wish and just relax the body and mind nothing you have to do there's no one you have to be there's nowhere to go nothing to work on or fix sounds and feelings sensations arise and pass You just let them come and go, it's their nature. You don't have to pick them up. There's nothing to work on. There's nothing to get and there's nothing to get rid of. Nothing to hold on to and nothing to let go of. There's no meditation and there's nobody who's trying to meditate.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.